Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I'm locked inside a land called Foolish Pride, where the man is Always right. He hates to talk but loves to fight. Is that all right? On real cold days. Yes. He loves <laughs> the energy. I felt hey. it. I'm finished. Oh man. Shout out to Janelle Monet and that flawless but album. I'm asking you, will you stray with me? In the land where we are free. Don't you know now? Okay, well, welcome to The Read. I am Cindy Mayweather. And I am the Arch Android. And this is The Read. It is. I said I was going to get more into, you know, the the geek stuff that you're into. And I just found out that uh, Steven Universe is on Hulu. I don't know why I felt like that was relevant. You know what? And that's so funny that you mentioned that because I've been watching it today. Have you? Yes, I was I'm about. To, to I was up. just finna pull it up, but I got busy, and so. But I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, before the next be episode. Cranking out like a ton of episodes, I think this month, something like that. It's I'm a excited. really good cartoon. I'm really excited. So. I was gonna sing the theme song today, but I remembered I sang it already. Oh, you did? Yeah. And well, I don't know it, so I wouldn't have noticed. We. Are the crystal gem? Oh well, I know that part. <laughs> Estelle sings in it. Oh God! Yeah. I, so I'm so late. I got to get up on it. I got to. It's a great cartoon. Shout out to Estelle. I know she was oh at my Essence goodness, Fest. Actually, you really keep even when it's weird. Keep watching. When it. you say weird, how weird? It's not like anime. Well, it definitely has like a lot of. <laughs> I feel like it has the energy of certain anime, but it's not like it. It's cartoony weird. Okay. Like, just, like, little kid weird. Okay. I'm excited. Because there are, like, tones and things I think you're really going to appreciate. All right. I can't wait now. Um. Okay. So, Black Excellence. This week, um, we're going to start with a young lady by the name of Chloe Thompson. She was recently on uh, The Real. Okay. She has a website called ChloeCares.com. And this is basically a program that she has uh, put together where I think she's from Irvine, California. Is it Irvine or Irving? I think it's Irvine, right? She's from California. Okay. <laughs> and 
Um, so basically what she does is she makes these like cute little bags, like a nice sturdy, high quality bag, and then like design and designs them with her grandmother. Okay. And passes these bags out to uh homeless women around uh the neighborhoods and things like that. And inside of the bags are Basically, like, essential things that we all need. Toothbrushes. Oh, so, how cool is this? Um, you know, things yeah. like that. Little um, necessity bags. Right. But instead of giving you, like, an old crow grass. <laughs> you know, right. They decided to make yeah. little things with love and design them. And she does it with her grandma. And so, you know, it's just a really awesome so cause. Sweet. This girl is eight years old. Um, so I thought that that was really great story um that you actually sent in i love it if you uh, remember you can send black excellence suggestions now is chloe black yes Chloe's oh black. okay she's a little black girl are you on the website uh, maybe i'm on the wrong website it's, oh i'm so sorry i forgot to say it's chloe cares with k's oh so <laughs> i was like this chloe is doing something very sim- so similar sorry. and she is white as hell so <laughs> it's it's Chloe with a oh, K. Oh, here we go. And cares with oh, a K. Oh, so cute. So you can go over to the website and you can uh, love it. You can donate. You can participate and do all of those things. Um, and again, you can send Black Excellence suggestions and things like that over to the read black dot. <laughs> That's it. Come on. I am here today. <laughs> the read black at gmail.com actually there's one that i wanted to read that's kind of like a submission i think of somebody's uh relatives oh i love those they're so cute if only i can pull it up right here on my device because you know it's here here we go all right all right i'm with you okay here we are today me and you together right now (laughs) we're gonna figure it out (laughs) it's from what says wink so i'm gonna say that Hey, Crystal and Fury, I wanted to give a quick Black Excellence shout out to two women from my hometown. So these are not his family members. That's all right. But they are family members. (laughs) Two women from my hometown who are sisters (laughs) and are going to the Olympics together. I'm so impressed. Wow, they're going to the Olympics. Going to the Olympics together, competing in track and field. Their names are Tiffany Porter and Cindy. This is a word. O-F-I-L-I. Now, I'm going to allow Crystal to pronounce it because Ophelia? I'm tired of saying things wrong. I think it's... We're going to run with that. Okay. Yeah, I think Ophelia from Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti, Michigan. That word, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, we did our best with so, pronunciation. Yes, we did. Um, And so they're going to the Olympics. They chose to represent Great Britain in the Olympic Games because, well, why not? <laughs> This fuck-ass country well, is a crock shit, and we all know it. I mean, it's not like Great Britain is any better at all. But Great Britain is literally America's granddaddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, are you really mad? Like, you really prefer Great Britain over this place? I mean, they... I mean, we're a joke right now. <laughs> we might be the worst of, like, of Great Britain. <laughs> like... Well, they were like, oh, America, like here, y'all can go. ass ain't shit daddy <laughs> yeah. that just had like a whole, like a, a son Man. that was super privileged mm-hmm. and have nothing to do but go and ruin shit. Like right. the son that exactly. like he always had to go and get from jail. That's yes. this place. That's uh, Conrad Hilton, Connor Hilton, whatever his name is, that one. The one who got kicked off a plane or he like drove the 
flight attendant's crazy with his insane antics, getting up on the plane and running around, acting a drunk-ass fool. Oh, I remember this. So, but anyway. Yes. So, shout out to my hometown heroes. That's what this says. Okay. I apologize for struggling through that. (laughs) But, yes, you can send suggestions to the read black at gmail.com. Whether it's a family member, a teacher, you know, something you heard about, yeah. whatever, send great stories. Sometimes I just like to read them. Y'all be safe in Rio. I heard it's getting worse and worse, like as far as the Olympics are concerned. Oh. Some new superbug done showed up in the water down there, and the police said, We're not going to be policing, so come at your own risk. <laughs> there are no hospitals. Nobody cares. Like, well, it just seems like. I'll tell you where I'm not going. You know, things are getting worse as far as the Olympics are concerned, but you know, again, prayers with everybody who'll be making that journey. Everyone involved. So. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Today in a segment that I am calling Bada Badam Bum Bum Shade. <laughs> I the love I the intro. <laughs> Shade and Fool. <laughs> and you took yourself right on that with that. <laughs> I came over here like five minutes ago. So 
Painful is actually one of my favorite movies in the world, okay. and Shade is funny, and I just don't want to call it Six Sided World anymore. I don't. Think I was I've gonna ever call seen it Painful. I don't think so. When did that come out? In like the late nineties or something? Uh, Let me see. No, no, no. It may have come out during the time when my mom. Oh, two thousand two. Oh, that's when I was not watching nigga movies. You missed so, out. So yeah, I'll catch up on it. The best it. nigga movies it. came out in that era, <laughs> and I was firmly against them all. <laughs> From like 97 to 2004, I was not trying to hear no black shit. So, that's what I'm calling it. Uh, First and foremost, I just wanted to, uh, you know, check on you and how you're doing. We don't have to talk about it. You know, well, everyone's talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. I mean, it's... I thought we were finished. I thought the, the like the last game was done, so we were moving that on. That just means the season still, is over. But Kevin Durant was a free agent, and he chose to sign with the Golden State Warriors. And my diplomatic answer is that basketball players can do whatever they like to do, and I don't fault anybody for wanting a ring. So I don't understand why you had to go to the Warriors of all fucking teams. Like, I get it, but I don't get it. And I think Kevin Durant is just going to have to understand that people are in their feelings about it. Like, and it's okay for me to be in our feelings. Like, it's okay for us to be in our feelings no, about I it. I think this because is a this very is very progressive answer. I mean, right, this is how, this is, very you know, mature. I'm trying to be mature about it publicly, but. Highest road. I definitely have been in my feelings, like, at home, looking at my jerseys and my jackets and my T-shirts, like, wow, this is really, like, you really did this. You really, I mean, and you left us for the Warriors. Like, it just, Just I just, of all, I mean, yeah, you want a ring, but, like, did you, he gave all these, he used to talk all the time about how Oklahoma City was just so great and he never wanted to play for any other franchise. And, I mean, Oklahomans love Kevin Durant. Like, he... I just, it just, oh, I don't want to do this. Well, I don't understand. I mean, because, well, because from this point, he's our franchise player, definitely one of the stars of the team. He's gone to be with the light-skinned bad bitches of the West. Russell Westbrook is certainly not going to stay any longer than he has to. And from there, I just don't have any faith in the team's management to put us back together again basically and i mean and i get it i understand but that does not make it hurt any less like it doesn't make me feel any less salty about the situation so i want to say fuck kevin durant but that's just because i'm in my feelings right now so oh well i just feel that way i'm here for you friend thank you i mean i know you don't care at all but i absolutely am concerned Mm, for you i'm I'm gonna be i'm gonna be okay i mean the thunder is gonna be my team regardless so durant is expected to sign a two-year 54.3 million dollars well that's just so much money i mean it's not the it's not the money it's the ring he wants oh for sure he wants you know a championship and i again i get it but it just I mean, if I was a basketball player, it sucks for the it sucks for the fans. It sucks for the Thunder. If I were an athlete, I would want one too. Right? Who wouldn't? Right. So I get it. I get it. Like I understand it intellectually, but does that make it hurt any less? No. So I have a question: Would we feel this way if instead of basketball teams and football teams, instead of them being like named after like towns and regions and cities, what if they were named after like? candy bars like <laughs> what like the butterfinger thunder and like 
like the 100 grand heat or something like how will we feel the same way about them like would you like be like die hard <laughs> like <laughs> the snickers sons if like that was your favorite candy really? bar or would you just like would it just be about the <laughs> is that a real question yeah i mean i yes i think so because people stand for their team's like no matter what and I think even if you did something stupid like so you don't sit on your team just because that's where you're from well no oh you, oh, you mean like the origins I think I thought you meant if they changed all the team names right now to like no, the three I'm musketeer warriors if, if, if they were never like attributed or connected to a this place. is a high question <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I think people would stand regardless of the name of the team. Just because, you know, Americans are crazy about football and basketball. It's like everything to us. So, yeah, I feel, I feel like people would go just as nuts, even if the name was something stupid. Where's Kevin Durant from? Washington, D.C. I'm finished with the question. Okay, thank you. Because you, I could tell you was trying, but you wasn't really you wasn't know, coming just, all the way together for you. <laughs> Everybody just bounces around. And, I mean, it's the only franchise he's ever played for. And then, I mean, like it wouldn't hurt so bad if he didn't always talk about how much he loves Oklahoma City and we get knocked down all the time, but we get back up and we just, just like, he just... Well, maybe he'll get his ring and then go back like LeBron nah, James did. Nah, nah. Maybe he just wants his ring and then he'll come back. What about our ring, nigga? You left a championship caliber team. Like, you left us for the team that you helped us lose to. That sucks. Like, damn. That's kind of like... Shit. You know, like, I guess if you leave somebody for the bitch you cheated on them with. Yes. Kind of like that. <laughs> I mean, except we all knew you cheated. But, you know, it's just, it hurts. It hurts, period. It's not a pleasant situation to be in. It's not a fun time for us, so. So y'all are like Mashonda? <laughs> wow. Wow. So I feel like every Thunder fan is going to automatically feel like they deserve to deliver you the fate because that was so disrespectful. You called us Mashonda. <laughs> and no, we are not Mashonda because we will never come back five years later talking about, oh, we just one big happy blended family and shit. We ain't never going to sit down and have dinner with them dirty assholes. No, fuck them. Oh, it's fuck the Warriors for ever <laughs> nigga forever Ryan Curry just got here Who? <laughs> <laughs> man don't have me say something Crumble said fuck that baby and you know I don't mean it so. I am so sorry to all of the Thunder fans you are so rude I am not the at tears all. in your eyes though cause that was funny to me that was funny to you me I said make, that was funny to you me you know I can't wait till something crazy happens to something you love I don't even know what Some, I mean I've been waiting I can, maybe guys. they'll cancel Kingdom Hearts 3 or something and my heart will be broken too. is that the video game that hasn't come out yet yes okay yeah maybe it just won't ever come out that was rude. I mean, you still have the chance to <laughs> get a ring. That was rude. You called me Mashonda. I was saying, like, in, mm -mm, like, mm -mm. comparison. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Mashonda so, had a, had cute songs. We didn't have to do this. We didn't have to have a sports moment. Kiki Palmer is apparently starring in an indie film. Where she will be playing a lesbian pimp. Oh, God. Oh, in God. New York City. 
IndieWire.com says, The film is essentially a love story that revolves around a female pimp, Kiki Palmer, and her girlfriend, Haley Ram, who dream of a better life and getting out of the situation they are in. DMX is also supposed to be in the movie. Oh, no. I'm going to watch it. Is this going straight to TV one? It's not coming Um, out. It can't be coming out in theaters. I don't see anything here about theaters. Um, It says filming is currently underway in... Queens? In the quote, heart of the Bronx. <laughs> so yes, authenticity. <laughs> right, a female pimp, a huh? lesbian female pimp. How is that gonna work out? I hope she's a stud. Is she pimping nigga? No, because nobody would pimp no. for sex from men. So I hope she's a I guess stud she's too. Pimping the girlfriend. Oh, the she girl- has a girlfriend, right? And they're trying to get like a better life. I don't know through the art of I mean but pimping your girlfriend rap. feels like the opposite of productive like I feel like you need multiple hoes in order to really get yourself to the place where you have a better life you know just one girl yeah and then you taking all her money but she lived with you anyway so what you know, what are you really bringing in well maybe she's just getting started you know like maybe oh she just found her way into the game mm. and so she's trying to like network and expand her Mm. Um, staff. Well, this doesn't sound good, but I love to hear about black people getting a job. So. As long as I can watch it for free, I'm gonna. Okay. okay. <laughs> it sounds I can't wait to see what role DMX plays in this. I just hope he shows Kiki up. Kiki Palmer, didn't she already play a lesbian in Cassie's video or something? Somebody's video. it was video. her video. Her video. Oh, right. And Cassie was the... They were both like Yeah, they were doing like... Yeah, okay. Mm, all right. So Kiki Palmer just easing right on out that closet, ain't she? She can dance. Okay. That's that's she nice. randomly puts out like a whole bunch of little dance videos. Oh, to other people's music? Yeah, like to other people's <laughs> songs. But like shoots a video it. for it. And yeah. I think that's cute. I just don't like I don't think I really she just understand. does it, I guess, to do it. Yeah, I don't really understand what Kiki Palmer is doing, but that's all right. Like she's all right with me. She's she seems fine. to be a little high and without makeup sometimes on Snapchat, but I don't really blame her for that. Who who can bl- I'm high all the time, so Y'all know, yeah, she's constantly, you ain't never seen them screenshots of Kiki Palmer on Snapchat? Never. Niggas be talking about her because she looks like a regular person without makeup, but she doesn't have makeup on. So, you know how niggas drag women for not putting on makeup. That's literally it. Speaking of, uh, let's talk about Karen King. Now, Karen, KK King, or I think that's what it is. There you go. Um, who is on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta again? She is the lady with the little dog. <laughs> of all the ways to describe KK, I mean, how? I mean, might as well. I feel like it's the nicest way too. It definitely is. Um, we talked about this not too long ago. She was arrested in Saks Fifth Avenue in Atlanta after she spent five thousand dollars <laughs> of other people's money. <laughs> You couldn't do something on dresses, reasonable. perfumes, shoes, and other accessories. So now it's uh, <coughs> it's saying that the DA just hit her with three felony charges. <laughs> one, for, <laughs> you're awful. One for financial identity fraud and two for credit card fraud. Mm. Each car- each sentence each carries a sentence of at least a year behind bars. Right. That's at least. Is she already a felon? Um. Yeah, she's been locked up before. So is she on probation? If so, I see where her son gets his terrible decision-making abilities from because he also was on probation (coughs) and decided to sell marijuana. So, but 
I just mean, don't understand why. Like, why are you boosting for what? What are you like scamming for? To keep up appearances, so that niggas think they have what they don't actually have. So niggas feel jealous or feel like they doing some big shit or whatever when they you really ain't doing Atlanta. a damn thing. Right. That's why you can go to sex and spend $5,000 and stun on everybody. No, what I'm saying is you live in Atlanta. There are so many people in Atlanta that design and make stuff where you could be looking like a regal, wealthy-ass bitch Mm -hmm. and have a regular-ass budget. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you just... Right, but... You have to... What job does she have? That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, you can't just have... You're on a TV show is what I'm saying. There has to be some, like, up and coming designers or people who would be willing to make some fly shit for you or keep you up in the latest or whatever in yeah. exchange for you wearing their shit on TV. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand what you're stealing for. Mm. Are you stealing to have designers specifically? Like, do you want to have... Uh, yeah, I definitely think it's like the big name shit. You want to have the luxury brands and the designers and the top name. You know how niggas are. Like, this don't... Nothing about that surprised me at all. Have you been watching the show? Have you seen... Did you see the episode where Scrap went to jail? It was very I actually sad. watched that online. It was very sad. I watched that part specifically, and I was very surprised that they were allowed to film as much as they do. Yeah, I was surprised that the judge let them into the courthouse and let them film that whole proceeding, but I guess he that was That judge like, is probably like, this nigga going to jail either way. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing He here? said, I am willing to be lenient. As lenient as I can. I mean, he had to have signed a release and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. So there's no way, right. whatever. I mean, but you you had to go to jail. It was like mandatory sentencing. You had to go. So it was what it was. And then the other son apparently just got shot in the head. What? The other day. Like in Jesus. the back of the head. He was in the hospital, but he's fine. Or like he's okay. How? Miraculous. Was the nigga wearing a helmet? I believe in miracles. <laughs> because he made it. I wish I could hit it. that note. Okay. Ooh, me too. But and the who? That was very classy. <laughs> We're cackling at these people's misfortune. I mean, because they put it on TV for us to cackle at. We would not have any idea who they were if they weren't on Love and Hip Hop. Like, I kind of feel bad for Homeboy who got locked up because, I mean, like, we charged him. Damn, weed. that sucks yeah. or whatever. But at the same time, you were on probation, like, and you on TV. Like, I know that Mona's not giving y'all motherfucking, like, Range Rover money or whatever. But. Come on, Range Rover. Come on. Go the Tammy Roman route. You remember Tammy Roman first started reality TV and mm-hmm. she was wearing a regular ass um, fucking flea market sundresses yes. and shit that everybody else have on and she was like that's fine because I know where I come from bitch and you can act like you ain't never seen a food stamp and VH1 <laughs> gave her some cash and that bitch came back season 2 with fresh wigs and a bitch on the side to brush them so like I just feel like you the ain't gotta wig look like Tammy's Tammy was over there. That was rude. That really, that was rude. I kind of miss basketball wise. Back when all them bitches was on it, it's coming back. I don't, I don't care about none of these new hoes, right? I don't care about none of these new hoes. I'm not at all interested. Evelyn Lozada finally got a man worth too much money for her to be on TV. Look, and I ain't heard her argue oh, or say nothing about okay. nothing since she got pregnant by that baseball player and was like, "Well, girls, that's my time. I'm gonna go ahead and pack it <laughs> she up." She hit you with that Tamika cop. She's I got. <laughs> Great life, great kids. Great kids, great family. I'm happy. I'm doing great. So I just, you know, there's that. I just, you know, I wish everybody the best. I'm glad that 
homeboy made it through that horrible shooting uh, with his so life. So she's probably going to jail then if she's already a it's felon. So, I mean... I mean, girl, unless of all the... They're know. just wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, unless like, they just got the wrong bitch. Right. But I mean, when they when they file charges on your ass for something like this, it seems like if you were a sex, you're certainly on videotape. Yeah, no, I don't feel so, like I don't feel like they're just absolutely incorrect. And in right. if it's like if sex had and people came and got yeah. you, and, you know, rumors are one thing, but actual federal charges filed against you. That's something else. Right. Good luck to you, girl. Because it don't seem like they're just trying to waste it. But, time. you know, I mean, this lady, it it makes seeing her actions make her children's actions to- make total sense to me now. Like, I get why her kids are so fucked up. Um, apparently there's this new story about Sierra and Future. <laughs> Don't sound so excited, friend. I'm just thrilled. It just won't stop. So, apparently in this, uh, this I think that Sierra dropped this lawsuit or whatever that she had, this defamation of character oh, she lawsuit. Did? At some point she had dropped it, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, if she did, it's definitely back. <laughs> it's back on the table. Um, in some song that came out recently, I want to say on the DJ Esco mixtape because I know I just heard this. He says something along the lines of "You sleeping with my baby mama? Don't make me have to pull up on you." Some dumb shit, you know, like some weird. Well, he has an assortment of baby mamas, so that could be. It, a now number see, of girls. That was what I said. <laughs> now, when I heard it at first, I was like, "Oh, damn, that's it." But oh, wait, he got four or five, <laughs> right? Them, so this could be about anybody, exactly. And he goes back and forth between all of them too, so it's kind of uh, right. Like, he could be talking about anybody. I'm sure he's fucking them all except <laughs> Sierra. So right. Um. So Sierra is not playing that. and um, she doesn't like it. It's making you know her and Carlton uncomfortable, and so they. Are like, look, if we got to take you down, buddy, we're prepared to do so. That'll be what we do. She really wants full custody. I feel it. And I don't blame her. My nigga, I don't either. And I really, I feel so torn with Future because I just love his ratchet, ghetto ass, fucking knuckle dragon (laughs) ass music. I. It is pure ignorance. Love it. The fact that you can even understand it. But then sometimes, like, even on that same mixtape, a lot of those songs I had to skip. And I can, like, I listen to rap music. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, there's a certain level of misogyny in rap music that I just deal with and put aside or whatever. Because, I mean, you might as well just not listen to it. Right, because you can't listen to it otherwise. Will Smith ain't out here no more. Right. (laughs) Ain't no more clean rap. We don't have no more of that motherfucking kid and play even them. So, like, I just, there are some of them songs I just, I had to skip where I was just like, my God, like, fuck. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, some of the, the that's whole how I listening, song. Listening to Boosie's last album, I was like, my God, okay, you hate gays, but like, how many times are you going to Oof, say it? And I in how many different ways? Up. Apparently, she said something else about TV forcing kids to be gay or something like Which that. Which was like, funny to me that that just came <laughs> out. Like, this nigga, I mean, it's all over his latest album, though. It's just, like, n- clearly nobody listened to it. Because he was being homophobic as fuck all through that project. Nobody noticed that that nigga was homophobic until, like, a week ago. So, oh, girl. that's sad. But, oh, well, Boosie. I mean, 
I literally don't need you. <laughs> of all the things that you think could be like an influence, a bad influence on kids, maybe you being in and out of jail is a stronger influence on your children than seeing homosexuals on TV. They. Just a little bit. Dyking. <laughs> and I love they dyking. What? Like, shit, somebody play that shit right now. I'm going to lose my mind. I have nothing else. <laughs> so there's Two that. red balls kissing in the backseat. Like, bit. Anyway. So, Future responded with a scathing comment on Instagram that said, I put my own work in no publicity. Let me focus on being great and leave me out the fake shit, please. I was exaggerating. Okay. Um, And that's about it. So, you know, they might as well just get right back together and just be like a hip-hop, R&B, Jodian event. No, they better the fuck not. <laughs> well, then leave us alone. Like, I'm just, you know, it's y'all are no longer together, but here we are, like, and all of this petty. You know, ladies. So. This is why you have to vet niggas. Um, you got to be out here with these niggas for years. Well, normally if a nigga already has four baby mamas, he's vetted himself for you. And you should know to not let that nigga nut in you. But. You know, I forget that sometimes you have to say that. <laughs> I feel like that would be... A nigga with that many baby mamas. Not even ex-girlfriends. Like, he has four right. baby mamas. And it doesn't even mean that he's, like, a bad person, but just maybe not the one you want to let ejaculate inside your vagina. You may not want to be his right. baby mama yet. Right. Because it was, like, a few months in, and... What did he say? Wait. It, it's, it's hard to notice you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah on that damn video <laughs> it was hard to notice her ass and then next what thing you know she right, installed I don't those dreads it something like it's not easy to miss you either or it's easy to miss you too something like some that some shit something that, did, something that meant I glossed right past like you. I didn't see you at all bitch <laughs> and that wasn't what he meant anyway um, so good luck whatever I read that this was like I, I know that a bunch of the the deposition stuff came out today you didn't see none of that where future they asked future about like all his tweets about oh, her yes and he was like i mean basically i was just talking out my ass like he doesn't pay her fifteen thousand dollars a month in child support which we all knew i mean duh. she's never actually kept him from seeing baby future like this nigga just be tweeting to be tweeting because so. he's in his feelings so i don't think she's yeah i don't think she's trying to drop it i think Future filed a motion to dismiss the defamation. Oh yeah, lawsuit. no, he dropped his because remember he was countersuing oh, her or some right. sh- like random dumb shit. Right, but her lawyer is like, we actually have loads and loads of evidence. So. Yeah, they were like, because you know Sierra's been over um, on the West Coast chilling and, and drinking Bellinis with those white people for a few years at this point. So she's got her whole entire <laughs> Caucasian team at the ready. And like, she well, sure actually, does. actually, he's you know he's high, he's a liar. Uh, no. We have the evidence. Look at the emojis, Your Honor. Um, we're just going to need full custody. Trash. And that would be unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't like the idea of, you know, a kid not being able to see their a parent, especially a dad as a boy and all of those things. But at the same time, like, I listen to this mu- man's music and it's great, but it's just kind of like, if this is if I'm this child's mama, right, mm-hmm. and this is my ex on top of that, we can talk about the nigga I'm with. Because if I'm with him, I'm clearly not in my right state of mind. <laughs> but if this is my nigga's ex, and he's rapping about women like this and all of the drugs he's doing mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. It's just kind of like, 
And then on top of that, you don't leave me the fuck alone. Like, I just can't fault her. I feel like a lot of terrible people somehow manage to be good fathers, but Future isn't one of those people. Yeah, it has. I don't think it has anything to do with his, you know, like Bill Cosby's kids talk about how what a great dad he was. Like even after all that shit came out, it has nothing to do with it. Like you may have been great in the role of a parent, but you may also be shitty in like every other capacity. So just the same way you can be an amazing friend and a great person and a horrible boyfriend, girlfriend. Oh yeah, girlfriend. Wife, me it's me I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a wretched girlfriend like just a horrible person all together yeah. like i hate you mm-hmm. but in every other type of relationship it's like you're the greatest person <laughs> right so whatever good luck sierra um nini leaks recently got into it with uh some folks on the interwebs that stand for a woman by the name of Kimberly Denise Jones. Really? <laughs> Get this. <laughs> so Nini has a new website. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be a, a blog or a lifestyle. I didn't even take the time out to try to care. But it's called The Fab Gab. Oh, girl. The fact that I thought it was Nini the Nose. The Fab Gab. Let me Google Nini it. Nini the Nose. I mean, if you're going to come up with a new website, I feel like that's a very cute name. Fab Gab blog. Fabulous inspiration for girly glam style and fashion. Is that? Are you kidding? Are you at the Fab Gab? This can't be. I'm what sorry. What is the URL? No. I, yeah, I'm on the You're, wrong website. You have to I be. I have to place. be. No, I that have to be. was not who I'm talking about. Well. Either way. Okay. It's like whatever, some kind of lifestyle, whatever shit. And oh my god, it's the fabgab.co. See, and you know what? I didn't want to take it there. I was gonna leave that alone. Oh, those dot co's, girl. Listen, it fucks you up in Google because fabgabblog.com That's what is I'm ranking saying. higher than your ass. That's what I'm saying. Like she <laughs> wanted that name. It was like her people were like, let's just come up with something else. No, it, it the fabgab. I said what I said. Oh, girl. And I am not changing it. Mm-mm. Um so Mm-mm. Somebody posted an article on this website that says, um, ask yourself these five questions before getting plastic surgery. Hashtag own it, honey. H-U-N-N-I. This woman is grown. Hashtag be real. Now, the problem is that the photograph attached to this article is uh, four back-to-back pictures (laughs) of little Kim at her just absolute (laughs) worst. Just like some of the worst moments that Little Kim has ever experienced oh, photographically. I have, to find this. I have to find it. Um Wow. And she so, has a recipe for prosciutto and goat cheese watermelon pizza on this website. Pros- uh, here. Prosciutto. 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 I'm not classy. I think it's and I don't like the taste of that meat. Jesus God. I mean just <laughs> bad, bad, bad pictures. Ask yourself these five. Why would she do that, though? She could put her own damn pictures up for that. That's what I... Okay, so... Little Kim fans clearly came in and, you know, let the bitch have it. (laughs) They posted a photograph of her and um, the caption says, All we can do is laugh at this incredible Hulk-looking bitch. Oh, Lord. Um, Jurassic Park asshole, them Jumanji teeth. Here's the... You have to look at the picture. (laughs) They fucked her nose up. <laughs> or is that... Oh, no. I thought the stands did that. Is that really what her nose looks like? 
I you can't even what? tell you at this point. Okay. I know it don't look great. So she left a comment and said, uh, suck my dick, thirsty bitch. Cool. You fighting for a stranger about a stranger, dumbass. I didn't even write the post. If you could read, you would see the person name that wrote it, fool. I own the website, but you can keep searching the fabgab.co while you search for a life. And then she put the fabgab.com, but I don't think that's... <laughs> don't think it is either. Anyway. Mm, well... So Maybe I just he played herself, like, right? Right. It doesn't even matter if you didn't write it. Like, what was the point in putting a little Kim's pictures up with that thing? I said the exact same thing as you. Why would since you're the one who is owning the fact that you changed your nose seventeen times and right. owning the fact that you did this to your cheeks or whatever the fuck? Like, why not use a picture of you smiling with those big brand new teeth? right why wouldn't they post your picture what was the point of posting that that was shady and it is your website that you keep talking about so bitch don't nobody know whoever the fuck Tom, Dick, and Harry posted that shit right they're coming to you it's not even that I'm opposed to using Lil' Kim's pictures in a story about questions you should ask before I mean and not that it's not relevant (laughs) if anybody has been under the knife it's Lil' Kim but you don't have no space to talk about nobody is the point Regardless of whether but you wrote the story or not, who own it, own it like oh, I did, sweetheart. Okay. Then put your own baby. She's such. She's so weird. Do you own it, or do you sit there and give up a whole bunch of excuses and reasons for doing whatever it is you wanted to do, and then get around to the point? Because to me, owning it is somebody being like, actually, I'm not even going to address this, or if I do, I'm just, I'm simply going to say, I'm a grown ass woman, and I do what the fuck I want to do, and that's the end of it. Like, there's no justification. For plastic surgery, as far as other people are concerned, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not wasting my time with that. But and, okay, Nene. And your clothing line look like a bunch of wacky inflatable arm flailing That QVC tool shit. Yeah. Come on, she got all these 50 year old white women calling like, QVC. They should be standing outside, paying of college, twenty dollars a month. Standing outside a car dealership <laughs> with their hands up in the air, just shaking. It's just like it's all like loose, big tunics and shit. Like Car who wears this? God damn! She would put. Mimi Leaks is not fashionable. But, but I'm just so passionate. I'm so passionate. You don't have passionate a personal sense of style. Fashion, you know. I just love fashion. I shop every day. Okay. You can love fashion all you want to, but there's a very big difference between having a personal sense of style and buying stuff because everybody else told you it was cute or it was in or whatever else. And she's definitely in the latter. Last but not least, rumor has it that Rihanna and Drake are dating again. Um, Mm. Apparently, Drake has always wanted to Mm. make, you know, Rihanna his right hand and his go to. (laughs) Has Rihanna confirmed this? Because I don't know if I believe this. I just don't think that that is a thing that will, like, actually happen. Like, a fi- you know, I feel like every- even if, let's say, they show up to every event and sit next to all of the shows together for, like, the rest of the year, I'm going to be sitting at home, like, I'm just waiting for the day for Rihanna to get bored and be like, all right, girl, bye. You know, so like, <laughs> right. I just, I just feel exactly. like Rihanna's just like young and she just doesn't want to, she I just mean, she's on top of the world. Me. She has, she has it all. She's the baddest, like, you know what I'm right. saying? It's just like, mm, Drake yeah, is so like, full of emotions. <laughs> Who wants yeah. to be bothered? I mean, if she's going to date somebody, like, that's the nigga to date. Oh, you know definitely. Saying? Like, power couple wise. Where is she going to find somebody on her level? I get that. Like, I get it. And Drake is fine. When that beard grows in, yes, he is. I agree. Otherwise, he kind of looks like a toenail. Drake is attractive enough. 
that you write about that. You are right about that, especially with that body. In comparison to a few other ladies and their boyfriends and what they look like in comparison to their boyfriends. I'm wondering who you're referring to right now. I just feel oh, like Nikki. Drake and Rihanna. <laughs> I didn't say anybody's name. I was like, and we got an ugly, stupid boyfriend. one couple. Not at all. No, not just one. But. I actually get, like, I'm baffled by how many, like, beautiful women, not even just in entertainment, date these niggas. <laughs> like, just what is it? Well, so many men are ugly anyway. Like, it's just, I don't know. It but seems so like it's almost. So many men are fine. But see, fine men don't have any incentive to act right or do right because everybody is already falling over themselves to get his attention. Don't be a fine nigga with a nice body and a good job and some money. Oh, please. You ain't got to worry about being decent at all. And that's why you have to be Rihanna because Rihanna's like, (laughs) shit. You know, I could just get one of these old ugly ass motherfucking hamster wheel face ass niggas out here. Could. Who would be the greatest nigga ever to me. You know what I'm saying? Or I can fuck who I want to that's so attractive to me that ain't <laughs> shit. But then I just won't come in. I'll just do whatever the fuck I want to. You know, and I get that. I feel that. I, I don't feel like that's where I am nothing. right now. Right. And that's a beautiful place to be in for a woman when literally a nigga has nothing that he like needs to do for you. Nothing. Nothing at all. You can do nothing for me. So be fun or have some good dick or something. Something. But I'm into Aubrey. So, are you? I am. I would be if I felt like if it was at all real, but I just don't. Rihanna's in the middle of this tour. Drake is touring too, right? Him and Future. Getting I think they're to about tour. to tour. Yeah. yeah, all that. Like I just don't. Mm. This is peak hoe season for the both of them. Why get into a relationship now? Because she's Rihanna. He's Drake. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> it's you over there looking all starry eyed. <laughs> it's literally up to Rihanna, and I don't even like honestly how many hoes throw themselves at Drake in comparison to the hoes that throw themselves at Rihanna. Like on a daily basis, like just I feel like Drake gets way more pussy thrown at him than Rihanna gets dick thrown at. That's her. what I'm saying. Yeah, but Drake would be the one who would be like, "Get out of my house." Bitch, she just texted me. It's official. Oh, you Get mean like right. Rihanna got it like that? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he's waiting on that bitch to be like, I guess. <laughs> you know that's how she's going to do it. She's going to be like, If we must. <sighs> Fine. <Yeah. laughs> let me text. The, let me send a group text. Tell I guess. Leave me alone. Aubrey. <laughs> Settling down or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it, but it's cute anyway. I think they're adorable. Yeah. So whatever. So that's it. We're not talking about your girl this week. Who? Your girl. If we're bringing up things that hurt. What are you talking about? Your friend and her 20-minute Facebook video. 20 minutes? I don't, See, I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, I'll leave it alone then. Let's take a break. No, you can <laughs> talk. What is it? I was just going to ask you about, you know, your friend Azealia. And her new Eight Shades Lighter complexion and her whole 22-minute Facebook rant that she went on. But if you haven't even seen the video, then there's really no point in us discussing it. You know, at this point, I just really want for her to have a happy life. And I want for her to do whatever it is that makes her happy and be artsy and just be Mm -hmm. happy. And if 
you know, doing the vibes cartel thing and bleaching your skin or whatever, if that makes you happy, girl, I could not care any less. It does not bother me. I just, I... Like I don't, I don't even make an effort to know at this point. It just makes me so tired because I just, I just. Want I mean, her I'm not to be asking happy. you to defend her. I just was wondering if we were going to. I'm not about interested in all. defending, offending. I am literally on. I am not even court sites. I am in the nose bleeds. <laughs> okay, I'm out serving fish plates with Keisha. Because I just don't want any part. I just want for that girl to be happy. That's the, it. The only thing I really felt about it is kind of like the way I felt about Nene and all this extra that you're doing. You did. She's on a bike, I guess. She has a helmet on in this video. And she's talking about everything other than I just wanted to bleach my skin. Like, it's all this... You know, black people just have to assimilate and white culture and it's the same as getting a weave and y'all didn't say nothing when my edges was gone from my 36 inch tracks and everything except I'm very rich and I wanted to be light skinned and so I went for it. Like, just say it. I don't I understand the that this is a, it's a complex issue behind it, but all this extraness and trying to make it seem like it's just the same as any old beauty procedure and all this, like, girl, just say I want it to be lighter. You want it to be lighter. That's so evident. It's very obvious. You did not enjoy being dark-skinned or you did not enjoy the way people treated you when you were dark-skinned, which is real, but all this extra instead of just being like, this is what I wanted to do, so I did it. I don't get that. I don't understand Social that. Social people make you feel like something's wrong with it. Do I feel like, excuse me? So I'm asking you, should people make you feel like there's something wrong with it if that's just what you wanted to do? Make you make her feel like there's something wrong with bleaching her skin? Mm. I mean... Because the thing, and mm, her aside, because mm, for that's me... That's complicated, because bleaching your skin is actually fucked up. Like, not even just on some anti-blackness shit, but like the literal not, chemicals you right, are putting onto your body, right? Like, it's a totally... I feel like it's... it's I don't really see how she could compare that to getting a weave or straightening your hair when it's like so much deeper than that but I do think people need to understand that Azealia wanting to bleach her skin doesn't happen in a vacuum it's not just she woke up one day and was like oh being dark is terrible you know I want to be Alicia Keys colored it's not it's not that simple there's a lot that happened to push her to that place but at the same time all this fake justification is pointless we don't need all that you just want it to be light the skin bleaching thing is something that I have been aware of for quite some time just because it's been some shit going on in Jamaica for like I don't even know how long. And I've always been just it's not even something that I wouldn't even sit up here and try and say like, oh, you don't love yourself and you blah blah blah. Because I I I personally don't think that it's the same as getting all of those things done, but I do think it's similar in the sense of if you want to change the way that you look, you have the right to do that. Just I would try not to make yourself look crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, do it in a way at least so where you don't look like super not human. Mm. like not something that is extreme. The thing with the skin bleaching is that I don't really think that there's anything wrong with it or that it's anti-black or you hate yourself or you ignorant for it, but I just don't understand it, period. I feel like Like, it's definitely anti-black. Like, I don't see how it couldn't, how it could not be. Like, it's literally what you're doing. It's trying to remove the pigment from your skin. I don't think that, I mean, yes, in that sense. I just don't think that it's like you don't, 
like you hate blackness or you hate black. You probably hate your blackness, but I just don't think that that doesn't mean that you like don't. I don't know. I just don't. I don't think it's. I don't like, think it makes you an anti-black person, but you're definitely doing something that falls in line with anti-black ideals and practices. For sure. I just don't think. My thing is, I don't take it there when I see it. When I see it, I just don't understand mm. why you would do it at all. I don't understand why you would want for your skin to be lighter. And I, I mean, well, I guess I could understand why you would want for your skin to be lighter. But even like I remember being in like high school and them talking about Lil' Kim bleaching her skin. And I was like, bleaching her skin? Like, how do you do that? I don't <laughs> right? even. It's just always seemed like something that's like scary and dangerous. It sounds like it hurts. And I just don't. I've never even understand why you would want to do it, period. And I hear people in Jamaica talk about like niggas go and get their skins bleached because like women really find it attractive. And they're out there looking like Casper the Friendly. Right. And I'm just like, Ashy. Why? This looks crazy. <laughs> like, I just don't. But that's how much our society and different cultures even. That's how much they value whiteness and proximity to whiteness. Because there's no reason to want to bleach your skin other than wanting to be light-skinned. There's no other reason because that's all it does for you. So I feel like the fact that whiteness and being close to whiteness is so heavily valued and desired is what pushes a lot of people to this. And a lot of people do get shit for being dark-skinned. A lot of people, and I've seen Azealia get shit for being dark-skinned, called a roach and ugly little black bitch and everything else. Like, I... I see that, but that I just would not have expected her of all people with her whole pro-black message and like Afrocentric everything. I would not have expected her to do that. She said she was going to vote for Donald Trump. Oh, did she? Okay. This was ages ago. I mean, I don't trust me. I don't keep up on your girl. This only you know more about what the bitches. I didn't know that niggas sent. Well, I don't know how you didn't see that video because it was. I don't know anything. You know why? Because I. (laughs) Ask people to leave me out of it because I am not interested because it is exhausting Mm. to me. And I like her. So I don't even like, I don't even understand it all. But I do know that there is a very important conversation behind that about colorism and that sort of thing. I personally feel like if you want to be light skinned, okay, girl, like I just figure it out. But are you really light skinned or do you just end up looking like recycled paper? My thing is, I have never seen somebody who has bleached their skin and it looks like... It doesn't look like they were born with that skin color. It just doesn't come out looking the way that you would think if you wanted to be light-skinned or whatever. So, again, I just don't understand doing it. But I am very happy in the skin that God gave me. You know, I talk to him every Mm. single day. He's like, you still black, girl? I'm like, yeah, girl. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't feel... I just, I'm, I, whatever, I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. That's it. I just wonder because a bunch of people have asked me about it, so I figured. Why do people ask you about this bitch that you don't like? Well, you would have to ask those people, but I think it's because they know that I will say something about her if I feel like it's like, first of all, an interesting topic. And secondly, if I feel like it was actually some shit to go down. Like, normally when people tag me in a zillion news, I'm like, I don't care because this is irrelevant. Like, this just doesn't. This doesn't matter to me. But the fact that that video was everywhere and I kept seeing it and then that she went in for so long on all these reasons and justifications and explanations when all she had to say was I want it to be light. I don't. So the fact that y'all just kill yourselves and bend over backwards to explain yourselves to the public, I'll never understand. Me neither. All right. Let's take a break. 
When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad. But that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay we're back and it's time for the letters from y'all niggas at the house it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may just read them aloud on the show hmm how do we start today well hmm hmm okay so our first question comes from someone who calls herself fed up friend and she says, I had a falling out with my BFA, BFF a little over a month ago. She asked me to run an errand for her and I couldn't commit because I had to work. <laughs> Typically, I don't have to tell her no. And that seems to be why she cocked an attitude with me. I've called her and texted her since then with no response. Then I asked her, what's the problem on Memorial Day? And she replied, nothing, of course, but declined to hanging out. I have not spoken to her since then. Within the last month, she's kicked it with my other friends in the club and when they asked her if she's spoken to me lately, she said, don't ask questions you already know the answer to. I'm extremely upset with her because being upset over something this petty seems out of character. But considering I can't remember anything else, this has to be the reason that she's mad. I would reach out to her again, but I feel like that I've <clears throat> sorry, but I feel like I've done that already. Our friendship is worth it, but I also don't want to be a kiss ass, especially when I know I haven't done anything wrong. Should I let it go and chuck it as a loss or swallow my pride and try to reach out to her one last time? If so, how? Please keep in mind I'm pissed and I don't plan on being extra nice. Thanks, guys. I love your show. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, friend. Well, bye, girl. 
<laughs> this seems like a stupid thing to decide that you are not going to talk to your friend about like or over no more like this just seems really dumb she asked you to run an errand for her and you couldn't do it because you were at work and so now she's not speaking to you no more does she need you to go and save her mama from a burning building right does she need a ride home from the abortion clinic like what was so bad that y'all just are not even on speaking terms no more how bad could it possibly have been so i think if it was me I would. If y'all were that close, like y'all have been friends for however many years or whatever, I would definitely say something, but not like, oh, girl, let's talk about what's wrong or whatever, but just more like, okay, it's time to be real about this situation. Clearly something's wrong. You feel a way, and now I feel a way because you do. So let's just fucking talk about it because pretending that it's not a thing is not going to work for me. I would just ask what the problem is and go from there. If there's the response is nothing, well, then I'm finished. And I literally just don't ever need to speak to you again. I don't think that I'm actually emotionally attached to anybody so much that I feel like if some shit like this were to happen and I don't speak to you ever again, that I would just be like, like I would carry that weight with me for the rest of my life. (laughs) I don't feel that way about anybody except maybe my mom or dad. Mm. I don't feel that way about anyone. I like, mean, yeah. But, I mean, I I feel like you having an attitude and going around expressing to other people, like, oh, you know why I don't talk to that bitch or whatever else. Like, okay, girl, if you got an issue with me, then talk to me about it. I don't understand how you feel like you mad. Oh, you know, we can totally talk, talk about it and hash it out. What I'm saying is petty or not petty, extreme... Big, small, I don't care what the situation is. If it comes to, the like, this sounds like it's something that's so dumb that I, myself, probably wouldn't even address it. Like, if... Like, if, if this is the reason you're going to stop talking to me, then we just need to not Then be it's like, okay, whatever. Because I'm not going to come to you. Like, that type of petty shit to me over something. And again, I'm speaking from as a person who does not really feel that emotionally attached to anybody. So if I mm. feel like... Oh, you know, this is this person is upset at me and it's because of something really stupid. I'm just going to let you be upset. Like, I'm not even going to come up to you and be like, are you mad at me because such and such or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do all of that with you at all. So we can just not speak to each other. Mm. That's fine with me. Yeah. But if people are coming to me all the time and telling me that you're saying this and that and the third or whatever to them, and I say anything to me, then I am going to come up to you and ask you why you're yeah. not saying anything that's, to that's me That's my issue is that she's saying stuff to other people like oh i don't talk to her but she's not actually talking to you about the issue when you ask her about it she's like oh no everything's fine and she's just not talking to you like that's some bitch shit if something is wrong tell me what the fuck is wrong if you don't want to tell me what's wrong well then from there i would just say to keep my name out keep my mouth. name out your mouth and right then, that would then be don't the discuss me at all then if we if you can't come to me with the problem you have with me then keep my name totally out your mouth Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Our next question comes from Jillian, who says, I was listening to one of your older episodes where you were talking about Naya Rivera's disgusting showering habits. And at one point you mentioned that the only time you were not showering daily was when you were in the depths of your own depression. I'm currently going through some things and I can honestly say that this is the lowest I've ever felt. I feel alone and wonder whether things will eventually get better. My question to you is, how did you both get over your periods of sadness and what was the turning point for you? What kinds of things were most helpful in your recovery? And do you have any advice for me as I'm working through everything? Thanks so much. You guys are great. Love, Jillian. Um, I don't really know how I got how I get over my depression um 
respectfully. I think that sometimes, like, if it's if this is something that is just happening to you, like, if you're depressed because of a specific situation and it's not something that you typically go through, then maybe you just need to, you know, allow yourself to... Like, a good friend of mine uh, would always say to me, you can throw yourself a pity party, just don't overstay your welcome. And so, like... That's cute. You can allow yourself to be sad and be upset. And I think that for me, because it happened so often, I would just be like, okay, I know what this is and I hate it and it sucks. And it feels like the world is ending. But um, for me, I just get distracted. I love video games. Everybody knows it. I play video games a lot. That helps because it just kind of takes you out of whatever you're currently doing. Um, I also really like to watch comedies. And so, yeah, just do, like, whatever you would normally do uh, solo that is, like, super fun for you. And, you know, just allow yourself to get past it because it goes away eventually. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody, like, if it's something that's happening frequently, then I would definitely say, definitely say go and talk to somebody because you would be surprised. Even if you go and have a conversation with someone once or twice, what a huge difference it'll make. Mm Mm-hmm. And even just the way that you think about stuff. So, sorry that you're going through that right now, but... Or even if you... Sorry. Even if you just have, like, one really supportive or understanding friend. Like, just somebody that you can really talk to. Yeah, because that's free. (laughs) You don't have to worry about insurance, co-payments, none of that shit. If that'll do, then definitely go that way. Yeah, if you have somebody close to you that you can just... a pastor or somebody, if if that's your thing. Lord, as long as they're not going to tell you to just pray about it. Like, somebody who actually listened to what you're going through. Prayer is great, but sometimes you need medicine and sometimes you need to talk. Like sometimes you need therapy. Yeah. If it's something that happens continuously where, you know what I'm saying? Like if you feel like you really have depression and it might be a clinical thing, then definitely find a professional, you know, therapist to analyze you and talk to you and do all that stuff because that is extremely helpful. But if you're just, like, really sad about something and you feel like you could use, like, a great conversation and find somebody great that you trust, that you know won't judge you, that's completely unbiased and all that, and have a conversation with them. But you'll be fine. I'm sure that you will see many bright days. Oh, listen to Happy Face by Destiny's Child. (laughs) Why not? That song always does it for me. I mean, it's a constant reminder. Yes. So good luck to you. Hopefully you feel better soon. Our last question comes from B, who says, I've been married for almost eight years, and my husband and I had a blended family when we first said I do. I have two kids from a previous marriage, and he had a daughter from a previous relationship. My youngest son and his daughter were joined at the hip every summer, and I couldn't have asked for anything more since most blended families have major issues. But on the third summer of our marriage... The baby mama said something stupid that prompted my husband to take a DNA test. And sure enough, the little girl is not his. Of course, we were devastated, but we told the baby mama that we didn't care and she was still our kid. Unfortunately, this bitch already had a laundry list of baby daddies. So she flew to California to pick up the little girl, literally ripping our youngest child from our arms. And we never heard from her again. We both agreed that we would put this issue in the past and move forward with our lives. And a year later, we had a child together. Fast forward to three weeks ago. And the little girl sent a Facebook message to my husband. Mind you, this whole scenario happened four years ago. So it's been four whole years of my youngest son having to be counseled and consoled because he missed his sister and didn't understand. And there was nothing we could do to get her because her mama is an ain't shit bitch. But now suddenly the mama's on board to let the little girl come visit us. 
So me being the nosy bitch that I am, I went on the Facebook page and sure enough, she and her other child's father are beefing about child support. I brought this to the attention of my husband, but he is just so happy that he finally gets the opportunity to see his little girl that he is looking past the bullshit just so he can bring the baby out to visit this summer. I'm skeptical because I don't want to put myself or my son back through the madness. My question is, am I wrong for being apprehensive and not wanting to reestablish a relationship with this little girl? Congratulations on everything. Sincerely, B. Well, I don't think that it's irrational uh, for you to feel that way at all. Especially if your son has been going through it for the past four years with his sister gone. Right. But in that same token, I would say that, like, if you feel like that would be something that would really help your son and put his mind at ease and, you know what I'm saying? And then your husband on top of that, like... I don't know. Maybe you should do one of those uh, old school ass things where you make a list of pros and cons. I don't know. Because <laughs> it just seems like I can see both sides of this. Right? And it's really rough. Um, but I think that everybody wants to see the little girl again. And I completely understand why you're on the fence about it. But mm, I, I don't know. I the, think the risk of hurting that youngest child again is just so great. But maybe not to the point where, you know, like they should just be separated and should never have any contact again or anything else like like that. But I think these kids should definitely the situation should be explained to them to the best of their understanding. Right. I was going to say that next. Because it seems like, I mean, clearly you're biased against the child's mother. And after what she did, I can't say that I blame you. But the thing is that as long as your husband is not that child's biological parent then there's very little he can do, especially if y'all are in separate states and all the rest of that. So I think your first priority has to be like your kids and making sure that they're good, like as far as understanding the the role that this little girl has and who she is to them and how, you know, right? she has a mommy and her mommy could, you know, could have her, you know, in Michigan or wherever they live. And that would just be that, like, um, I was going to say I would be fighting, you know, the urge to be super petty and, you know, let them know that she ain't shit. It's all her fault. <laughs> but see, kids will get that when they get older. They'll yeah, like, that's what it's like. They're going to be like 17, 18, like, wait a minute. <laughs> they'll figure it out on their own and then you won't look like a petty evil right. bitch. It's just going to take longer. <laughs> right. And you want the burn today. And then you can back them up when your kids are like, you petty evil bitch. And you could be like, see? Bitch, I told you. And see, that's when they'll establish the disdain and the scorn themselves. <laughs> and that's when it really sticks. Because, see, if yes. you do it now, they're just going to resent you and feel like something wrong with you. Why are you just so mad at my mama? And all that. Lady ain't do nothing to nobody. But if you let them figure it out on their own, they'll hate that bitch for life. That's true. And it won't take too much longer for them to get it. Like, kids are smart as fuck. Oh, yeah. And they'll figure it out. And. But yeah, they definitely need to know kind of enough about the situation to not be super devastated. Right. If she does decide like, oh, hey, well, bye, y'all. You know what I'm saying? They need to just have an understanding of what's going on um, now that they're a little bit older and that, you know, nobody is just coming to steal and separate them and that kind of stuff. But it sounds like this woman is almost using her child to piss off whatever man is in her life. More like, than likely. She's beefing with the baby daddy over child support. So now she's going to let him go stay with her other daddy. Like, <laughs> why do all this? Why put your kids in the middle of this shit? Like, it's just because uh... people have kids a uh, by accident or B. <laughs> 
or B, just to have a baby. Like, these oh kids, they're people. They're going to be a grown-ass motherfucker like you one day. Sure and so will. you have to, like, you can't just have them just do whatever the fuck you want. Because, <laughs> oh, well, whatever. Like, this is a person, and this person is growing, and every single day they're learning and seeing something new, and they're attributing that to their life, and it goes with them, whether they're going to remember it in 20 years or not. It's a part of who they are and shaping them at that age. So they see all the bullshit that you're doing. Mm-hmm. They are affected by all the bullshit that you're doing, and eventually they're going to get to an age, if they make it, where they're either going to be in a shitload of trouble in life or they're going to hate your guts. Yep. So I just, you like... Can't, you can't treat your kids like shit or like they're not really people or like they're unimportant or whatever and expect that to have no lasting effects on your relationship with them. Like it's very easy to manipulate children because most kids have to do whatever their parents say do, but your kids will grow up and one day they will not have to listen to you. They will not have to obey. They will not have to speak politely or with respect and they're going to treat you the way they really want to in their hearts because they've gotten to that place because you have been such a shitty parent. So I think her mother, more than anything, probably needs to take some real self-reflection and get her shit together. She but needs some counseling. Yeah. you. I would I would talk to my son about it with the little girl there, too. Like, Absolutely. Like, y'all need to understand that, you know, it's great. We want y'all to be, you know, close and friends and all this other stuff. But, you know, the situation is what it is, and we're all just doing the best we can do with it. So, And take them to, to the water park. Them niggas, kids love a water park. Don't they? And it don't even have to be a good one. Kids honestly love sprinklers. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Anything involving them getting <laughs> soaking wet from head yes! to toe. My God. Crack open a fire hydrant and just Man. let the city's water. Anyway. It was a park down the street from my grandma's house. And we would go down there. Half the times the sprinklers didn't, didn't even work. Because, you know, the city don't care about black parks. But when they did, nigga, it was like... All of us running around, and it's literally just water shooting up from the ground. Like, it's no pool. It's no lake. It's not. We're not swimming. We're not jumping in nothing. And then you would be all in the grass, and then you get itchy, itchy. And then you would feel stupid. So now you itchy and wet. You probably got your socks wet or your tennis shoes wet. Something stupid. You come back in the house. You got the nerve to be wet and grassy and smelling like it. a goat <laughs> in your grandma's house. I don't miss it. So, but anyway, good luck to you all. Shout out to your husband for being uh, what seems to be a great guy. And uh, let us know how it goes. Send your questions to gmail.com and we'll be back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E. 
1-800-273-8080. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. So it's time for the read. It sure is. Do you have a read this week? I guess. That doesn't sound <clears throat> like a yes. <laughs> so uh, I guess all I want to say is that um, there comes a time in your life as an adult where, you know, if you're somebody that enjoys drugs and or alcohol, that you really have to be aware of your limit. Oh, no. I think it is very important for us, once you get into your late 20s and on in your life, you need to be aware of that point in your partying where it is just like, okay, past this is where shit's going to go left. Now, if you want to get blackout faded at any particular point in your life as an adult, that is your motherfucking business. But you just need to be aware. That's it. Of not only where your limit is, but also the way that you behave as a drunk or a high individual. That is why it is very important, ladies and gentlemen, for us to have real friends. Because your friend's job to let you know how you behave when you're under the influence and if that is a problem. You know, everyone has different types of drunks. Uh, You've got, you know, the angry drunk that wants to fight everybody. You've got the... um, funny junk that just wants to go and laugh and live you know life like a a hippie (laughs) you've got the sad drunk that wants to cry about something that happened in a relationship from 15 years ago you got the hoe drunk the crazy drunk you got the drunk that just disappears like they have that one last drink and then oh my god where are they and then you just hope you hear from them the next day but you always do you have so many different kinds so it's your friend's job if you aren't aware to let you know hey friend this is how you behave so maybe we should keep it at the limit that it is that you should know because you're grown I say this because... I was about to ask. I just, you know, I think that it is unfair, you know, for you to place yourself in situations where somebody now has to be considering whether or not they want to pay legal fees because you have invaded their space and you are under the influence of something that is crazy. I just feel like this happens to me all the time. Like, all the time. And I just... I don't understand it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, again, I'm not a person who you cannot come up to and have a conversation, even if you're drunk, because I can handle a drunk conversation. But some individuals just have this erratic behavior. Like, y'all just act so strange when you fucked up. And I can't even imagine that you would remember any of it. But there's no reason. If you're going to be that type of drunk or high whatever wasted person that's cool because that's your business but keep that within your own boundaries keep that in your camp keep that over there you know what i'm saying i should not have to be at any type of a function or anywhere out in public and be like oh my gosh this person decided that they wanted to drink 
five bottles of Don Julio or whatever and now I have to deal with this shit and I don't need you know what I'm saying yeah. that's not fair to anybody that, please party responsibly that's part of being a grown up and accepting that you do have responsibilities even if you uh, you know are just in love with the party lifestyle I get it but you have to know I said to Dustin this weekend we were at a club and I got a bottle of Hennessy and I had like three drinks like three cups of that Hennessy and cause mind that's you good. once upon a time sure you were high what? of course once upon a time I could do way past that oh yeah but being high and then like high and tipsy that's a first of all that's a great feeling but you don't want to fuck up that balance at all that's what I'm saying so he's that's what I was like have one more drink have one more drink and I was just like no this is where I need <laughs> this is my stop. to be this is my line. I might tap dance on it sometime, but I'm not crossing it. That's it. Because I want to wake up tomorrow and have full recollection of everything that took place. <laughs> I don't like to be I don't like to be out of control of my own choices and decisions. I don't like to be in a situation where I'm waking up and I'm like, how did I get here? Uh what happened? Did I I think I remember driving right. a cab into mm-hmm. an H&M, but I don't <laughs> have a cab. Like, I don't want to be that oh, person, God. and I just don't want that for you. So, please, public service announcement, <laughs> just know your limit. And yes. if you decide that you want to, you know, catapult, just stuff yourself in a cannon and shoot yourself past that limit, shoot it, point it away from me. Just okay. point it in the other direction. Keep that from by me. Because I'm over here cooling. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, and what's more annoying than super drunk, loud people or people who vomiting or like just doing the most because they drunk? Like, you're annoying, girl. I said the other day I was walking somewhere with Tay. We were going out. We were like in, I think we were in Chelsea or Hell's Kitchen or something. And we're walking down the street and this guy is crossing the street and literally stops in the middle of the street as we're crossing it and just starts barfing <laughs> like he just starts See, throwing up right disgusting. in the middle of the street and i'm just and i, said today, I was like out loud as an adult i just feel like it is important <laughs> for us to know how much liquor we may not have so that we are not throwing up Man. in front of people and i can't like, he probably couldn't even hear y'all i'm sure he did but that nigga didn't know what the fuck i was talking about <laughs> But the point is, I felt better saying it because I hate seeing people throw up. And even when I do get to, I don't even remember the last time I've been so, I don't know if I ever have thrown up in front of people. I know I've thrown up in front of maybe like my friends, but I haven't just been in public somewhere and was just like, oh, and now everybody has to deal with the fact that there is puke everywhere. I did at the Saints game a couple years ago. We didn't have to. It was real bad. I don't remember a lot of that, but I have not drank like that since then. That was a bad moment. I feel like even if I have, I've had to throw up from liquor like probably within the past few years, but I make it. I make it to yeah. a toilet. I make it to somewhere where so, I won't be just, just assaulting, yeah. just hammerheading my way <laughs> into everybody else's vision with my vomit. Right. It's not fair. People who get that drunk, it's like, are you are you trying to get away from something? What right. I'd be so concerned. I'm like, what's wrong? What? Are you okay? I know we can't talk about it now because you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I just really... Is this your friend? Is this your... This is your friend? Somebody come get her. That ain't good for her. I be trying to be so PC, but I can't do it. Oh, my God. Especially mm-hmm. if I'm not drunk yet. <laughs> if I'm already drunk, then I'll be like, you know what? Okay. Like, we're on the same... I'm fucked up. Oh, like, I'll just walk away. Like, I'll just be like, whatever. But when I'm not even there yet, 
And here now I have to deal with it. It's just like, we can talk, but like, why are you like trying to take my phone out of my pocket? Or like, it's just like (laughs) weird stuff. Just like drunk niggas just so drunk or like like oh i'm gonna come in and give you a lap dance or something like that and i'm just like first of all sweetheart you're on the wrong side like that's not oh, my girl girls try to give me lap dances Aww. guys have tried to back it up on me before um and that's just not where i position myself mm-hmm. in the land of dubbing <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i don't you know i yes. prefer to be on the other side of the person. Okay. <laughs> um. So please, you want to be the one doing the backing up or the one giving the lap dance? You know, I just feel like you know you have to go for what you know, <laughs> and that's my comfort zone. So, okay. so right. I just prefer to be male, female. I just prefer to be on that side of things. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine how awkward it must be for a girl to be trying to give you a lap dance in the club. Like, really, girl? Really? What are we doing? What is this I for? I just am not interested. Do they know you? Do they think like it's cute or fun? Or are they, are they like No, I think most... You? I would... I don't know. But I think that most girls who have done that are fully aware of the fact that I'm gay. Oh, okay. And they're cool. They just think that it's cute. You know what I'm saying? Because whatever. And it's plenty of girls niggas like Girls like to it. party with gay guys because it's... It's more like partying and less like being sexually assaulted. Exactly. All night. Yeah. It's like I feel like I, I'm comfortable enough to do this because I don't feel like you you're gonna think okay, so we're going home, right? <laughs> like I can just dance with you and not right. feel like I have to like run away from you for the rest of the night, right? And that's fine. There's plenty of gays that will do with you. But I'm just not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> and just... that's okay too. You have that right. But I went to the club with Jade on Sunday and. It was like as soon as we got there, I was like, this is why I don't go places where niggas be. Like, I mean, I wanted to be out. Like, I had a good time. But some man tried to talk to me and I gave him the I have a boyfriend lie. And then excused myself and went and hung out by Jay. And like 20 minutes later, I walked past this man and he reached out and grabbed me by the arm to like grab me towards him. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, That's, like why are you touching me? Like, why? I've like, already you are turned you down. Me. Right. So why are you grabbing my arm now? I am not interested. Your breath smells bad. And your face isn't cute. And that just makes it worse. Right. But like having a drunk conversation with me, like I said, again, is something that I can deal with. Just do not invade my personal space and be doing all that with your drunk, high, weird ass. Please, 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 please. Okay. Is that it? Yep. That's real. So my read this week goes out to uh, Margaret Wint, who writes for... This sounds like it's horrible. The Globe and Mail, which I guess is a Toronto... Um, publication. I don't know if you heard about this, but Black Lives Matter showed up at Toronto Pride and was like, y'all got to do better by us. Point blank, period. This is an extremely white event. It's anti-blackness all up and through this. They had like a list of demands. And I, think to, I, did, I think I did hear about this. Yeah. So to the credit of the organizers, I think they actually listened and admitted that they had done some things poorly and fell short in some ways. And like, they were like, you know what? You're right. We are anti-black. We have been excluding y'all and not being, you know, well, inclusive so in this many event. Black prides, Man, separate r- of like whatever the city's pride is. Yes. So shout out to Black Lives Matter Toronto. This young lady, Alexandria Williams, who apparently got up and was like, "We're calling y'all out for this historical and current culture of anti-blackness that is deeply embedded in the festival." They had a bunch of demands. One included that they kick out the police floats. Talking about, you know, police shouldn't be allowed to have, 
you know, floats at the event celebrating policeness when the police do all these things to marginalized communities, including black and gay and people who are both black and gay. Like these people are discriminated against by the police. Now, whether you feel like that should be done or not, I guess is open to everybody's personal interpretation. But this lady wrote this whole opinion piece about how basically Black Lives Matter is just a bunch of victims and all they have to do is bully and intimidate everybody to get their way. And, you know, you guys are just mad and it's not like anything is really wrong. It's just that you have all these different identities now and identity politics are more important than everything else. So the more minority identities you have, the greater your claim is for oppression And she kind of like shits on this girl, Janaya Khan, and calls uh, for calling herself themselves or calling themselves themselves, I should guess, and says that she's black, queer, gender nonconforming activist, which means there's probably no better place on earth for her to be than here. And the trouble is that when bullies get their way, they just keep on bullying and all this stuff. And I'm just like, this white lady so thoroughly misses the point, I think, that these activists were making. And, And the fact that the organization's... Um, the organization's organizers, for lack of a better word, like the people who are actually in charge of Pride Toronto, listened to the demands that the group was making and felt like, you know what, you're right, we need to make a change. So why young Margaret thought that her opinion was more important than the actual Pride organizer's opinion is just so confusing to me. But what I want to remind her is that all of these organizations, all of these movements... They all started off as far more radical than what you see now and what they've been watered down into. And somebody else, to their credit, um, published a response piece and said, well, girl, the truth of the matter is that Pride Toronto was founded because of police brutality against gays. And it was a form of protest. It was a form of saying, fuck y'all, y'all can't keep doing this to us. And there's a very similar story in New York and Stonewall End and probably all across the fucking North America. Very, 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 very much so. So it's not like you don't have it's not like saying, okay, well, listen, police presence, you know, that's something to be discussed. Like we should really talk about that. You know, it's not like that's so far out of the way and just, oh, my God, you're so unreasonable for requesting this. And police are great. And just because a few police are bad doesn't mean we can't celebrate them and all else. Okay, so you can feel that way all you want to. But you need to remember that. This shit started because people were losing their lives. People didn't have basic ass human rights. And so as time goes on, y'all like to pretend that what pride means now is that nobody can make fun of us and everyone's equal and we're all great. And it's just fantastic inclusiveness and everyone gets to come and just feel empowered and even straight people get to participate. Yes, you do get to participate, but it's not for you. And if somebody who is part of a marginalized community has problems with the way that they're being represented by their own community, they are well within their rights to say that pride Toronto and pride anywhere else isn't a white event or it shouldn't have to be. It shouldn't be a white event, but they almost always end up being that way because y'all like to act like the rest of us have nothing to do with it. Y'all keep black and brown people out of your events. Y'all keep trans people out of your events. So I think it's great that they did this. But just like with the gay rights movement, just like with the civil rights movement, just like in in some ways, like the modern day fat acceptance or 
body positivity, which is which is what has been watered down to movement like these things started out as far more radical than what you are dealing with now. And the thing is that I don't think real change is enacted by being passive and as middle of the way and as lukewarm as you can possibly be like niggas don't make changes by being like, oh, okay, well, let's just, you know, see all sides and make sure nobody's feelings are hurt and anything else. Change comes when the oppressed have been oppressed for so long and they are so sick of your shit that they typically physically and sometimes violently react. That is where shit comes from. So the fact that it's been going on for all these years and now you're like, oh, well, it's no big deal. Everybody just needs to get over it. And black people are just bullies for asking that their considerations be met. Like there's there's nothing bullying about that. I don't know why it's like bullying is y'all's buzzword now for somebody is mean to me or somebody says something that hurt my feelings or somebody said something I didn't like. It's not bullying for black people to say, no, you will accept us and include us in a pride event. Black people are gay too. Black people are trans and bi. They have problems with their families. They face the same shit you face on top of being black. So when they have concerns and when any other marginalized community has concerns, why don't you just shut the fuck up and listen and do what you can to make them feel included instead of being like, oh, well, it's just that all you minorities are just so mad these days and all you have to do is yell and you get whatever you want. Bitch, that's not how the world works. That's not how anything works. You're just mad because somebody actually listened. You're mad because somebody said, you're right. You know what? We've been doing wrong by y'all and we need to do better. And I wish white people in general would take that mindset of, you know what? We have been doing wrong by y'all and it's time for us to finally admit it. Like, stop acting like nothing is different. Stop acting like nothing is going on. Stop acting like, oh, well, it's been... 40 50 years and everything is better now everything is not better now a whole lot of people are still fucking struggling so shut the fuck up and listen sometimes instead of being so quick to point the fucking finger all right that's all i have to say about that well that's the show all right make sure you check out the read at this is the follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tumblr at this is the read do you have any news this week um i believe i'm really going to get my wisdom tooth taken out tomorrow Oh, you really are this time? Yeah. Is it hurting? That's why the episode's supposed to be early. Oh, oh right. That's why. It's not oh. hurting anymore. I just need to do it before we go overseas. Oh, right. I just don't want to worry about Although it Although it'd anymore. probably be cheaper overseas. Although we'll be in London, so maybe not. I don't know how that's going to work now that they're not in the EU. I don't know. I'm just going to do it tomorrow. Yeah. That's for the so best. I don't think about it at all. I would be the one like, hmm, but how much How much of a percentage off could you get by going to Europe? Does that mean I can't go out this weekend? I mean, you'll probably feel good enough to go out, but you probably won't want to drink. Yeah. So, speaking of, London will be there in just a few short weeks. Tickets available at thereadlive.com. Anything else or are we done? You got an acronym? Um, No, but um, I'm doing some stuff for Neon soon and mm. really excited about that. It's not going to be anything super huge just yet, but, you know, I'm working on it and I am going to finally start um a like a playstation group uh for those of you out there who are on the playstation that well i'm gonna start like a group of people who have playstation network accounts and that want to all be friends and then we can play games together oh i just got overwatch i didn't think i knew that that was a thing you could do yeah okay i got overwatch i played overwatch with asante yesterday and so that was dope. And it's really... Anyway. Oh, Blizzard work. sued a cheat developer, a, an Overwatch cheat developer. Did you know that? 
Did you really just Google it and read the first headline? <laughs> God damn it. Well, anyway. I thought Overwatch was an app. I didn't know it was the name of a game. Sorry. It's the name of a really cool game. That'll so, be fun, though. A bunch of people playing online together. Yeah, so we're thinking we're going to call ourselves the Agents of Shade. I also thought of, like, Menace, which would have st- stood for um, American Every Nigga on Sight. Or American, well, it was American oh, Every Nigga. Oh, Menos. It, it was American Every Nigga inside at first, but then they said it looked Menace. like penis. So now it's Menos. American <laughs> Every Nigga inside. I love that. That's a great, but then what if you have white people in your group? But see, shade was supposed to stand for agents of shade is an acronym too. But the point is, it's going to be a thing. Okay, I'm going to add y'all. We're going to do online things, I guess, at some point soon. So look out for that and other little treats in the fall winter time. All right, sounds fun. I'm finished. All right, see y'all next week. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.